Hello, this is Bill Summers. Hi, this is Mike Clark. Hi, this is Ingrid Lucia. Yeah, you're right. This is Dr. John. I'm Mulgrew Miller. This is Idris Mohammed. This is Bobby Bush. Hi, this is Harry Shearer. You're joining me and so many other discerning listeners. You are listening to the WWOZ Interview Podcast. You are listening to WWOZ 90.7 FM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Around the world, you're streaming us at WWOZ.org. And we have the great honor to have Mulgrew Miller in the house, one of the great pianists of jazz. And that includes everybody. And he's given me a look. He's got to be one of the most humble men that I've ever met, too. But when we talk about virtuosity... There are a few that uh, that are that that come to mind, and he is just simply fantastic. Uh, Mulgrew, this this mic you've got, you're going to have to talk right into it, okay? Okay. Because otherwise, it won't it will not it won't pick up on you. Uh, you're going to be over at Snug Harbor tonight at eight and ten o'clock. You've got uh, Herlin Riley, you got uh, Derek Duguay, and you've got uh, Jason uh, Stewart. That's you got a lineup par excellence. You're a teacher right now, right? You're you're teaching right. as well as doing gigs. Tell us about your teaching job. It's it's uh, William Patterson University in New Jersey, right? Yes, that I'm, great liberal arts school. That's right. I'm I'm uh, the director of uh, jazz jazz studies at that school, and uh, basically I'm teaching two days a week, and I have a long weekend so I can dart in and out and be back in the middle of the week to do two days of classes. And you were down at UNO last night at uh, working with the kids. That's correct. On the bandstand. At, uh, the, but what about today? Did you do something with them today? Uh, I did um, a workshop for them today. And um, we, we just left. <laughs> so um, You're catching your breath. Yeah, it was about a, almost two hours. Wow. I heard that you believe the improvisation can be taught. Is that true? Uh, no, that, I don't remember even saying that. I remember reading that I said that. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't. Well, first of all, let me say I'm glad I don't teach improvisation. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't want to have the challenge of teaching improvisation. There, um, you know, certainly the theory and the concepts can be taught, you know, but uh, uh, the actual improvisation, uh, the actual expression, um, I won't say that it's something that has to be born with you in you, and, and maybe that's true too, but. Uh, uh, you have to definitely uh, become personally in tune with it, and you know, in tune with yourself, to um, to bring forth that, that expression. I don't think that can be taught. You know, I don't think you can be taught to find that song within yourself. Can you find it by working with others and uh, and? Well, understanding how they create their song that helps, you know. I've, I, I don't, I don't know. I, 
usually when when someone finds it, they find it early in life. Uh-huh. You know, um, as as a child, probably in most cases, and um, um, it's a lot like learning to talk. You know, you uh, learn by imitating, and uh, gradually you learn the uh, the tools of uh, uh, the concepts of of a, of a language. You know, jazz is a language. You know, you can speak before you actually speak the jazz language. You know, I was taught, I was speaking other musical languages first. I played in church and played rhythm and blues and all of that. You know, and I would dare say that during all of that, I was able to get in tune with that uh, part of expressing myself musically, you know, having something to say emotionally before I learn jazz or am learning jazz, you know. So it's not a metaphor. You're actually saying... That jazz is a language to be learned. Am I getting that correct? Oh, because that makes absolute sense. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a language. And then out of that, whether who you are gets to be expressed. Yes. Am but, I reading you right? Yeah, but you um, you can express who you are even if you don't know jazz. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. it, you know. Do you prefer uh, that... The jazz language? Oh, yes. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. Well, <laughs> you could prefer English, but, uh, but you yeah, do. you prefer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I I just prefer everything about jazz. I think uh, jazz is is uh, the most uh, um, versatile kind of music there is in terms of there's rhythmic. And there's harmonic and there's uh, uh, melodic improvisation. You know, this is creative improvisation, and uh, you know that uh, jazz allows all all of that. You don't find that in. I don't know if you find that in any other kind of music to that degree. You were stressing last night also listening. You talked about listening, about how students have to learn to listen. Uh, could you uh, expound on that a little bit? Well, you know, as we say, it's a language, and um, by now, uh, it's a very sophisticated language. And um, to learn uh, how it works, you have to uh, spend a lot of time listening to it. You know, otherwise, you could could kind of go uh, at it in a sort of a willy-nilly uh, fashion and uh, sometimes um, you know uh, you, you might not be uh, articulate enough in in your expression so you know the the thing that we musicians uh, try to achieve is is clarity of thought of concept clarity you know as, as we speak you know if if you want to be articulate, you have to um, be great at uh, putting words together. And, and you know, now you've played with all the best. I mean, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> what uh, what happened uh, working with Art Blakey? 
What happened? I mean, did he, to you as an individual, what was the impact of working with the messengers? Well, um, I had before me one of the greatest examples of a band leader, of a, a man who had lived uh, this music and he had... Uh, given his all to living for this music and um he 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 just uh taught us the most important thing about uh this music is the presentation of it you know and uh, that same thing applies to all of the great band leaders I work with that was the the most important lesson I learned from from them all whether it was Betty Carter or Woody Shaw or Tony Williams, or um, Benny Golson, any of them. I learned so much, but I learned so much about the presentation of the music. You know, you don't want to get on the bandstand and uh, and make it appear that you're having a jam session. The, the music uh, should be presented in a certain fashion, uh, with a certain kind of format and all of that style and and. Uh, you just don't want uh, the audience to feel that you're just making it up as you go along. We were talking last night about uh, great jazz. And uh, I mentioned uh, that I love asking about one element you might uh, find in great jazz. We are talking to Mulgrew Miller, if you just turned in. You are listening to WWOZ 90.7 FM. He's going to be over at Snug Harbor tonight. That's 626 Frenchman Street at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. And let me tell you something. It's the kind of event that happens rarely for any city. And we're proud of our music here, but to get this kind of a a talent in the city uh, who's a legend at a very young age is just astonishing. And uh, I'm so glad you stopped by WWOZ. It's my I pleasure. really did. Anyway, getting back to that issue about jazz and what, what element you might expect to find in a great jazz tune? Well, um, whether it's a great jazz tune or a great performance of a tune, um, I think the the one thing that uh, jazz should always have it's is its um, um, humanity, you know that sort of element that all humans it, it touches every human, you know, on, on that level that every human can relate to it and. Um, so I mean, it shouldn't be that only um, uh, Americans in New York can relate to it. Any anybody could relate to it, you know. So it's, it's that that hum, humanity. Um, and that that's the thing uh, that uh, I always listen for. You know, um, a couple of a few nights ago, I was at the, a performance by Aretha Franklin. Yeah the queen you know and 
that's the one thing. I mean, she has many qualities, but the one quality that she has, and we can call that spiritual or soul or whatever it is, but I can't imagine that anybody in the world could have heard her that night and not be moved. It's, it's not only to be impressed with a technique or any of that, but Aretha moved you, you know. And I think good jazz can can move you the same way. It's interesting that you should say that because last night uh, when you played that solo, I was just moved. Oh, thank and you. It, and so was the audience. Oh, wonderful. Uh, for those of you who weren't fortunate to be there last night, uh, immediate standing ovation be- in the middle of the set, and uh, it was something special. It just we got on the carpet with you, and, <laughs> we, and we couldn't get off. Okay, well, thank you, thank you for that. Again, the, I'm, I'm talking to Milgrew Miller. He's going to be only tonight at eight and ten o'clock over at Snug Harbor. He's going to have the incredible Herlin Riley with him. Yes. Uh, you've played with him before. Oh, yes. So many times. And I've known him since, you know. Well, you know 80s. a lot of the musicians from New Orleans, right? I think uh, with uh, with Art Blakey. Yes, that's correct. Uh, who did you know? From? Well, Terrence Blanchard and Donald Harrison. We were in the Messengers together. And um, although I weren't. I wasn't in the messengers with uh, Winston and Brantford, but I knew them. You know, we were all r- around New York together. Yeah, and you play over at Jazz at Lincoln Center too. Yes, I do. Yeah, let me tell you, folks, this is uh, a rare opportunity. If you're in town and you've had your fill of the clubs on Bourbon Street, and there are some good clubs there. Enjoy them. But if you want to go where great jazz is. Presented. It's going to be Snug Harbor tonight at 8, eight and 10 o'clock. Let's see, Herlin's going to be a brilliant. You'll be very. Have you met uh, 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 Duguay? I'm told uh, that I, I've met him, but I don't remember. He's He is just taken off, and uh, Jason Stewart's dynamite as well. It's an incredible quartet. On our live wire, we call it a trio. No, no, it's a quartet. And you're going to see four outstanding musicians led by the captain of them all. I'm going to call you the captain. <laughs> I'm going to play a tune now. I know you got to get back. Jason said you've got to get back and start setting up over there, and you got to catch your breath, especially after teaching this hour. But song for Darnell. Uh, can you tell us something about that? Well, um, song for Dan- Darnell is a song that I wrote several years ago, many years ago, uh, for my young son at the time, uh, uh, my stepson, and his name is Darnell, of course. And uh, um, all I can say that um, it's from my first recording, and uh, when I hear that recording now, it's uh, you know it, it sounds sophomoric to me, <laughs> somewhat. But uh, that was a long time ago. But it, it song for D- Darnell reflects uh, uh, a lot of things I was hearing at the time. I was, you know, listening to a lot of Chick Corea, McCoy Tyner, and all that. And uh, so, the, uh, song for Darnell was is that kind of a song. And before I play it today, it, by the way, if you read this gentleman's biography, he mentions people like Woody 
Shaw and others that have influenced him. But you also mentioned Dr. Martin Luther King. And most musicians don't do that, but you mentioned that. And today happens to be the anniversary of his passing. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that goes together with that humanity concept, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Where Where were you when you learned your best about Dr. King? I mean, because you grew up in the South. I grew up in the Delta in Mississippi. And uh, Greenwood, Mississippi is the name of the town. And... Uh, um, the whole movement came through. I was a little kid, eight, uh, nine years old. Uh, this uh, one summer that the uh, SNCC and all of, all of, of the freedom movement came through town, and and uh, I, Dr. King came through town as well. And so uh, I was about nine years old, and, and we were still. Um, um, protesting and and marching to integrate schools at the time you know and i remember being a little boy out in front of the crowd uh, marching you know to integrate schools fantastic ladies and gentlemen i don't want them to go <laughs> you are listening to wwoz 90.7 fm new orleans louisiana to be in this gentleman's presence is just a joy in itself mr mulgrew miller one of the legends of jazz piano that we can't thank you enough for stopping by and taking the time there it's my time. pleasure thank you thank you thanks for listening to our wwoz podcast bringing the voices of new orleans to the world